And I am Aware Now. Aware Now, the official platform for causes. Tune in and turn it up as we raise awareness one story at a time for the causes that tie us all together. Ottawa-based yin and vinyasa yoga instructor, YouTuber, author, and the face of Yoga with Cassandra, Cassandra Reinhardt is on a mission to help others feel great with yoga. As one of the first yoga instructors to embrace online teaching, her channel has grown to more than 1.9 million subscribers. In this conversation, we meet on the mat to hear the story behind the story. Thank you for joining me on the mat today, Cassandra. Before we start our conversation, I'd love to speak about the pose we are in, butterfly. So can we start out with you sharing how to do this pose properly and also its purpose? Because I've always wondered what the benefits of butterfly are. Sure. So butterfly pose, the Sanskrit name being Bada Konasana. Um, it's also all sometimes called cobbler's pose or bound angle pose. It is a hip opener. One of my favorite hip openers because it tends to be suitable for all experience levels. So nice and simple. We take a seat and you're simply bringing the soles of your feet together to touch and letting your knees fall open. And each person gets to really decide and adjust how close they want their heels to be towards the groin or how far away. They'll have a different sensation. So the closer in you bring your heels, the more you'll really feel this throughout the inner thighs and throughout the adductors. Whereas bringing your heels further out, especially if you initiate a forward fold, you'll probably feel it a little bit more on the outer hip. So a little bit of a different area being targeted, but regardless, we are working the hip um, overall. So a great pose to encourage some flexibility through the lower body. And if we add a forward fold, which is generally how the pose is practiced, either in an active way where we're engaging, strengthening our muscles, lengthening the spine, contracting, hugging muscle to bone and folding forward with a flat back. That's one way. You can also do a yin yoga version of butterfly pose. I am a teacher of yin yoga, so I do like the yin version where you just let yourself relax and soften. And in that case, it'd be okay for your spine to round. And then while you're also for sure getting a nice stretch through your hips, you might also be getting a stretch along the spine, um, a nice little stretch along your back. So just a really lovely pose. This is great for people who have maybe a more of a limited range of motion. You can also make it a lot more accessible. If you find that you're rounding and falling backwards, often people will feel like they're falling back and they have to grip to move forward and to tilt their pelvis. You can just lift yourself up by sitting on a few blankets or on a pillow, on a bolster, on a block. And you can also do the reclined variation of this pose by just laying all the way back down and you're still going to get lovely benefits from the pose that way. Nice, 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 nice. Um, it's one of my favorite poses, I will say. <laughs> it's really nice. Yeah, it's really nice. It's nice because it's one of those where you can easily hold it, I find, for an extended period of time. 
without needing to use too much strength or exert too much energy um, and still getting lots of benefit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. And now I know, and I can say I am doing this butterfly properly. Um, (laughs) um, You know, when it comes to yoga, uh, we're all a little bit like butterflies in that way that we start as one thing and then become another. Today, you are a yin yoga expert, a YouTuber, an author, but I want to know when your yoga journey began. Like, when did you first step on a mat? Yeah, so my little caterpillar phase (laughs) was, um, I think it was 2008 is around the first time that I stepped around a yoga mat. So I would have been around 18 years old. um, And I just started very naively, very innocently, not really knowing really anything about the practice of yoga. It was just recommended to me by a friend. I was a dancer at the time doing a lot of ballet and struggling with just struggling with the sport, feeling very stiff um, and feeling like I had a lot of weakness in my body in certain areas. So someone just recommended yoga. They had started it. They really loved it. And they thought, give it a go. Maybe you'll enjoy it. So I was really thinking about it purely from a physical perspective and physical lens. I did not know the richness, the history, the philosophy of yoga. I just thought, okay, (laughs) there's a yoga studio nearby. So I just kind of dropped into a yoga class and I enjoyed it, but I didn't really fall in love until probably six months to a year later of doing various dropping classes. It wasn't really until I found like a teacher I really connected with and a style or two styles of yoga that I really connected with that things really fell into place. And then I really discovered like the richness of the practice and uh, became a little bit more obsessive about it. And then a teacher in 2013. So a few years later, I started my teacher training, got certified, started teaching and started my YouTube channel in 2014. So it all kind of slowly evolved over the years in that way. Now in 2022. (laughs) And now here we are on this mat together. Yeah. Uh, um, You know, so there are those that do yoga and then there are those that direct it like yourself so what was it though that made you want to be more than a student and a teacher instead it's a good question but i mean i'll always i will always think of myself as a student first i'm a student who happens to teach from time to time um but there's just so much to learn i feel like it'd be a little bit it's I almost feel arrogant at times, like calling myself a yoga teacher, just because I'm still very much learning. But I, I was always really drawn to teaching in some form or another. I really like the various elements of it. I don't know. I really like guiding people through something. Um, it felt like a natural fit for my personality. Um, and I'm, I'm really not saying that in a way to sound like conceited or arrogant, but I just think teaching played to my strengths, which is a good thing. So I felt 
easy for me to lean into that. Um, I've always thought that like communication, public speaking is one of my strengths and also something that I really enjoyed. So I felt like there was a good fit there, um, a good fit. And then, you know, at the time in 2012, I wasn't searching for a yoga teacher training, even though I kind of had it as an idea in the back of my mind that it would be fun, maybe challenging. There was like this little voice that thought oh, I would love to be at the front of this room one day and teaching my own yoga classes. I was still quite insecure about it and not sure if I was ready, if I was capable, if I was good enough, if I was smart enough. Um, you know, so many insecurities. I only really signed up to my teacher training because the teacher I was studying with primarily, Louise Cameron, announced that she was going to be leading a small and intimate teacher training. So I thought, well, I'll just take it. I'll just sign up. And whether I teach or not, you know, I wasn't trying to think too far ahead. Mm -hmm. um, I'll dip my toe in the water. I'll learn more about this practice that I love so much. I'm already trying to devour and consume as many books <laughs> as I can on the subject. So let's just commit to teacher training. And pretty early on in that process, I realized this is, yeah, this, I'm definitely going to teach after this. This is for me. So it just, I don't know. It just aligned quite well, I think. Oh, I love that it was something that you just allowed yourself to grow into. It sounds like you allowed yourself to, you weren't trying to force it or push it. It just something that, that came to you. And it sounds like you allowed it um, to happen. And, uh, yeah. And there was a lot of resistance, like I, a lot of doubt, a lot of resistance. I wasn't really sure. I think unfortunately something that happens when you really look up to someone and when you really admire their skills and you really respect them for the teacher that they are, that's a beautiful thing. But unfortunately you can put these people up on a pedestal and if they're up on a pedestal, you look up at them and you think I could never do that. I could never be that even though it's all your own projection, you know? So it took a lot of like inner work for me to say they're human, they're doing it they're flawed. I'm human. I can do it. I can be flawed, you know, and maybe people will enjoy my classes. Maybe it won't be a right fit and that's okay. You know, like one step at a time, but I had some insecurities going into it for sure. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I'm glad that you went into it and that we're here having this conversation. Uh, you know, from practicing to instructing and from writing to recording, through your YouTube channel, app, and books, yoga is a practice that you give so many people access to in so many different ways. With your online community that's over 2 million people, you support the growth of so many. My question for you is when it comes to your personal practice, how do you continue that growth? I mean, that's a very flattering way of putting it. The reality feels very different for me because at the end of the day, I don't see myself in front of 2 million people. I see myself in front of a camera <laughs> at home, you know? Mm -hmm. So uh, trying to marry the number with my day-to-day -day life is a very strange process. Mm -hmm. 
it's different being an online yoga instructor, you know, like when you're teaching public classes, you see your students, you interact with them. They're, they're real physical people in front of you. Whereas for me, I'm kind of limited to comments and people's profile photos. You know, it's a little bit more abstract and a little bit less tangible. And I think honestly, that just helps to keep me grounded because I think if I had 2 million people in front of me every day when I was teaching, I think that would get to my head pretty quickly. And I don't think very healthy way to maintain balance, even in my own practice. So mine has stayed simple pretty much throughout the years. Um, I do a balance of vinyasa and, a, and yin yoga. I would say lately, this year particularly, it used to be 50-50 with both. And now I would say it's probably 80% yin yoga, 20% vinyasa. I'm gravitating a lot more towards these restorative practices. I used to practice a lot more um, in the morning, like more vinyasa, strong flexibility-based classes to really get the energy moving, to start my day in a certain way. And I still really love that, but I find myself needing and craving my practice much more towards the end of the day. So I tend to do a lot almost every night. It's a bedtime yin yoga practice. That's what I found to be the most therapeutic for me right now, but I'm sure it will change. You know, it's evolved quite a bit throughout the years. I don't, I've never ever put pressure on myself to practice for a certain amount of time or a certain amount of practices per week. Um, that's something that works very well for some people, does not work well for me. The minute I put that kind of expectation on myself, I add pressure, which means I add judgment, which means I add criticism which means I'm kind of sucking the joy out of the whole thing. Mm -hmm. It's great, but I have to be very careful with my view of discipline. It can quickly become controlling to me, which I like. So it, it, it's fluid, it changes, but it's really been a lot of yin this year. Nice. Year of yin. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that'll be my next book. <laughs> year of yin. <laughs> Love it. Uh, you know, so, so here's a quote that's one of my, my favorites. We delight in the beauty of the butterfly, but rarely admit the changes it has gone through to achieve that beauty. Mm. And that's from Maya Angelou, one of my favorites. Um, from when you started up to now, how has the practice of yoga changed you, Cassandra? And I mean, as a practitioner of yoga, but then also as a person. Oh man, I feel like it's easier to think about the ways it hasn't changed me or what has stayed the same because it really has, I think it's provided me with a new take on life, a different perspective. Um, in my personal day-to-day -day life, the greatest impact has been on my ability to manage stress and anxiety. That's like a very practical application for me. But of course, anyone who struggles with anxiety will know that it can feel huge and overwhelming. It, it can have really long-lasting and widespreading effects on your life. So having yoga as something else in my toolbox to help manage that was a huge, huge game changer. 
Um, that, that is why I practice yin so much, even though other styles of yoga are phenomenal as well for managing stress and anxiety. But for me, yin was the, the, the greatest one, um, especially with insomnia as well. Practicing yin at night was really helpful. And, you know, from a wider perspective, I think it just gave me a different outlook on life, a greater sense of connection to other people, to something that is greater than me, um, a way of not necessarily like completely eradicating my ego or anything like that, but just an awareness around my ego and awareness of when it's taking over and taking control and what that means to me in my life. Um, and I think it's just given me something to turn to in a time of need. You know, it's just thing that I know I will always have when times get a little bit tough in some form or another. And it's also something that I can turn to when things are going really good and Maybe I am starting to feel my ego get a little bit inflated and my head get a little, you know, big. Um, it's a great anchor, a great way to ground yourself. Mm -hmm. So a great source of solace for me, for sure. Nice, 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 nice. Um, you know, so there is so much that I love about yoga from the release on so many levels to the strength that you find in its simplicity. Cassandra, of all the things that there is to love about yoga, if you had to pick one thing, just one thing, what would be your absolute favorite thing about yoga? Number one, if I had to just narrow it down, the best thing about yoga to me is that it works on health from all of its different facets. Mm -hmm. Mental, emotional, spiritual health. It's this all in one package <laughs> deal um, that it's hard to find that with any other mo movement modality to me, anyway. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I hear you. It's like your whole person is involved in this on, in all the levels. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it's that's awesome. So, because I love words so much. Uh, I appreciate that yoga is referred to as a practice. And while it's said that practice makes perfect, your personal practice never needs to be perfect. It only needs to be yours, which is why they call it a practice. It's not a perfection. Your yoga perfection. No, it's your yoga practice. Uh, so now, last question for you today, Cassandra, is for those who are just getting started with yoga and they're finding themselves struggling with their own imperfections and not getting things just right, what advice would you give them? I think physical goals will only motivate you in the short term. And I would encourage people to embrace the practice from a place of wanting to just care for themselves or wanting to just do something because it feels really good to do it. Not necessarily because they're trying to change or fix something. And I'm not knocking that. There's a time and place for that as well. Um, but I think if you're looking in terms of like building a practice 
that can support and sustain you throughout your life. You will get older, your body will change things. Some things will get a lot easier over time. Some things will just get harder and harder over time. Yoga is supposed to be something that allows for all of that to exist and all of that to happen. A, a place where you can meet yourself exactly as you are. I can't do some of the things I could do 10 years ago. I don't really have as much of a strength-based practice as I used to. But my practice is a lot deeper, a lot richer, a lot more meaningful now. And in 10 years, it might look completely different than what I'm doing today. So I think letting go of the idea of what we think it's supposed to look like and what a proper class, a proper sequence, a proper practice should look like is the first step. And honestly, when it comes to the to beginners and people who are new to it, it can be so intimidating and so overwhelming. It's basic advice, but I really believe in it. Like start small, you know, it doesn't have to be super complicated. It can be 10 minutes, a 10 minute practice, you know, like it really doesn't have to be so crazy. Um, because again, that might motivate you in the short term, but once that high <laughs> wears off, what's going to keep that fire burning, you know? So like a slow fire that you can keep stoking throughout the years, I think is best. So some days you'll have a lot of energy. Some days you won't. How can you meet yourself where you are and accommodate that without judgment, without criticism, you know, without too much expectation. Mm -hmm. I love that advice so much. And I love how the way you said it, you can meet yourself where you are. Mm -hmm. And um, thank you. Thank you, Cassandra, for helping me with understand the butterfly a bit more and understand Are you feeling it. I am. I'm like, man, I might have to change this in a moment, but it does feel very nice. Um, yeah. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for helping all of us just become a bit more aware now. Thank you so much. Thank you. This was so lovely. Thanks for having me. Oh, oh, sorry. I need to do this properly. Namaste. Thank you very much. <laughs> Cassandra. Tune into our podcast, subscribe to our magazine, find us and join us online. Visit IamAwareNow.com. We will no longer wait for permission to change the world. Together, we are aware now.